here at the beginning of a new year, what are some things I would want to communicate to our church family? Um, you know, and if you know me, there's always a million thoughts running through my head. You know, I could talk to you about different activities and events that we might be thinking about and planning throughout the year. And there's any number of things that I could be excited about, and we'll share those in the coming days and weeks. Um, I will provide a, a, a quick preliminary plug. We'll be uh, announcing more details next week, but we are planning to offer an alpha course here uh, this semester. We've talked with some of you about that and are putting together a team. Um, so we'll, we'll have those details next week, but I'm particularly excited about that and what that might mean for our discipleship process and, and everything. So look forward to hearing about that next week. But as I thought about what I might want to share, I read a post from a friend of mine that I'll just sort of uh, summarize. But, you know, oftentimes we come to the new year and, you know, there's all this talk of, of resolutions and determining what do I want to do different this year? How do I want to improve? Maybe I want to lose a few pounds, start a new habit, drop an old habit. There's all of these things. And, and the thought occurred to me as I... I read this post that a friend of mine from Atlanta had shared, and, and basically the premise was, uh, why do we always start from that place? Sort of the assumption that, you know, last year was trash, we didn't hit, we didn't hit the mark, you know, and so how are we going to, now it's the new year, let's, let's, you know, let's dig in, and how are we going to turn this around and, and make this year better? Now, to, to be truthful, there were plenty of challenges last year. I'm, I'm not here to sugarcoat it and tell you that, you know, last year was everything was sunshine and rainbows, as I like to say. Um, but it helped shift my perspective, and I wanted to just start this morning by just encouraging you here at the start of a new year, rather than starting from the place of, of what went wrong last year or what the challenges were, um, actually this came to me too, Ellie had given me this funny little thing that she had colored that's a sticker and it simply said look for what's right and I thought wow you know that that's that's true and so as we as we come to the beginning of a new year rather than starting from a place of of resolving what we want to do better this year let's celebrate what went right last year this is a start of a new year I I love the idea of, of turning over a new leaf and a fresh start and you know, for the things that were challenging last year, uh, it, it's, it's never too late to, to turn those things around, uh, to make a new choice, to, to start down a new path. But I also thought, you know, amongst all of those challenges, there were a lot of things that were right last year. Um, and so I just thought to, to help frame our, our, our frame of mind to think, let's, let's celebrate what was, what was right last year. And, uh, what I want you to do, we'll circle back to this in a little bit, but I want you to just, as we go, I want you to be thinking about some wins from last year, some things you could celebrate, some things that went right, whether for you personally, for our church family, for your biological family, but just begin to think, and if something comes to mind as we talk, um, there's two different things you could do, either grab a, a paper connect card in front of you and just jot it down, or take your phone and scan the QR code and you can you click on the I'm new it'll take you to the connect card and you can put that there and then 
after I, I share a few more things, um, we're going to kind of use that to facilitate our conversation, and we'll actually take all of those words and gather them um, and, and review them as a team. So as I thought about this year, there were three things that came to mind, three, three words, and, and I love this thing you know, that a lot of people do, you want to like get a word for the year, I love that. Um, but as I thought about this year, I, for our church family, I couldn't come up with just one. I felt like there were three words that I wanted to, and this is not so much a theme or a word over us, but three, three words that I think will help guide us through this coming year. And I'll, I'll share a little bit about each one. But the first is courage. We need courage this year. And, and when I think of courage, you know, it can easily conjure up, you know, uh, movie scenes of, you know, the brave knight charging the dragon or, or you know, some sort of, uh, you know, fantasy scenario where someone is exuding great bravery. And, and I won't say that that's not courage, but I think for most of us, courage most often is making the right choice in spite of challenges and difficulty. Courage is, is being willing to take a look at things uh, in yourself or in your organization that might be difficult. Uh, as we know, we've been through an incredible amount of change in the last couple of years. It takes courage to walk through change and not, and not give up. And so we'll continue exploring this, but I know that we're going to need courage to go through this year. Courage to look honestly at ourselves. Uh, Romans would tell us to measure ourselves according to the measure of faith that God has given us. And so this is not, uh, again, not focusing on looking at all your shortcomings and where you've messed up and where you're not who you want to be yet, but looking at what measure of faith has God given you and, and having the courage to lean into that despite the challenges, despite the difficulties that you might go through. The second word that I thought of that I think will be critical for this year, in addition to courage, is community. We need each other. This, this is true at, at sort of all different levels, but especially for us as a church body, a body doesn't function with only one or two parts. It needs every part. And so every one of you, regardless of how visible your part is, and, and, and don't ever make the mistake of thinking that those who have a microphone or who are visible on the stage or on screen uh, are somehow more important. We need every body part working together. In order for a body to function in a healthy way, we need every, everybody playing their part. Uh, and that's not just a ploy to get people to sign up and serve or volunteer. It's really more about the health of the body. In order for us to be a healthy, vibrant community, we need each other. And we need the unique flavors that each of us brings to the whole body. We need each other. For us personally, we actually are more healthy in community. You know, human beings were not designed to live in isolation. And that, that's regardless of whether this has been a mountaintop or a valley year for you. 
We need each other. We need each other for encouragement. We need each other uh, for correction sometimes, for accountability, for all different kinds of things. But, but we need each other. We function best. We're in community. And a big part of community is that there's actually a level of, of safety. If you are in that place where things are challenging or difficult, if you're in the context of a community, the community can help carry you when you don't quite know what to do, when you don't know what direction to take. You, you might hear me use this phrase a lot when it comes to decision-making about co-discerning. You know, God speaks to all of us. Any one of you uh, can hear the voice of the Lord, can, can receive direction from the Lord, but when it comes to significant decisions, we want to co-discern. And again, that's the, the value and the beauty of, of community is that we can do that process together and we actually hear the voice of the Lord more clearly in the context of community than we do in a silo. So I just want to encourage you with that. And then the last word that I felt like the Lord said that we would need for this coming year, and it's so funny that Tammy brought up the fog this morning. I mean, I already had these kind of planned out, and then it's kind of the same thing, like I'm driving, uh, and I, I don't know what time you all came. When I came about 7.30, it was very dense, uh, coming up Forest Hill and, and the way that I come. And I'm driving, and, I, and the Lord's just like, you know, this, this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes you don't see very far down the road. And, you know, in the same way, here we are, January 1st, 2023. We don't see very far into this year yet. We don't know what things are going to look like in 3, 6, 12 months, let alone 3, 5, 10 years from now. We, we just don't see that far down the road yet. But the key is, for us... We need to place our trust in the one who does. That final word that we need for this year, in addition to, to the courage to, to do what's right and to examine ourselves and to operate in faith in the context of community, we need trust. We need trust in the one who can see further down the road because sometimes what he instructs or what he asks or impresses upon you is not going to make sense with what you can see. Uh, you know, he tells you, you know, in, in 500 feet, turn left. I don't know if there's a road there. I can only see about 250 feet. So, so you know, do, do I trust the one who can see and, and turn my blinker on and get it? You know, do I, do I move that direction? The Bible says that we live by faith and not by sight. And so for us as a body to accomplish everything that the Lord has uh, intended for us this year, we're going to have to place a higher level of trust, an ever-increasing level of trust in in where he's taking us. And, and that trust should be based in the fact of who he is, in his track record. In other words, if we, if we take that time to think back and begin to, to celebrate the wins and the victories and the good things in years past will begin to appreciate and understand his track record for goodness. He has been so good to us. He has been so kind to us. He has not steered us wrong in the past. And so therefore, based on that foundation, we can develop trust that when he tells us to, to move left or right or up or down, 
that he is doing that with our best intention in mind. That he is leading us towards that good and prosperous life that he has designed for us. Again, both individually and as a community. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do, even in your own time through these first few weeks of the year, is just dialogue with the Lord about that. Uh, Especially for our church community. Lord, what are some of the good things that you intend for us? What are the things that you're... Even if we don't see them yet, just begin to ask him, what are you taking us towards? Where, where are you guiding us? And he won't always reveal the whole destination. Like he doesn't always, you know, pull the curtain back and say, here's the whole picture. Because if you're like me, oftentimes then uh, if we see it all, all right, you know, thank you. I got it now. We, we need some, some mystery to develop that intimate trust that he is guiding us and leading us. I simply want to encourage you this morning to think about those three words as we, as we begin this year. The courage to follow, a commitment to unity to do this thing together in the context of community, with brothers and sisters whom, even though we don't always treat each other perfectly, we all have each other's best interest in mind at least most of the time, I think. Like our intentions for each other are also good. And so let's also trust each other. And in that context, together, co-discern and trust where the Lord is taking us. Now, Part of what I wanted to use today to set up, and we'll be having conversations at at various levels with our leadership, with our volunteer teams, with all of you at different points and times and ways, but I I felt a specific focus uh, coming into the beginning part of this year for us to really engage with, with clarifying and defining in a way that's meaningful to us, our mission, our vision, our values. As we've been through a season of transition, it's not that we're abandoning anything that we've been about, but but in many ways with this new year, it's also the continuation of a fresh season. And I feel like what the Lord has for us, we need to we need to sort of zoom our, our focus in. We need to, to clarify language in a way as we do that, as we co-discern that together, it actually will bring us closer together. As, as each, because honestly, uh, if we were to go around the room individually right now and ask each person, could you, could you tell us what is the mission, vision, and values of, of Vineyard Church Peoria? I, I have no doubt we would get lots of answers. I, I don't think that any of us are, are clueless, but I also highly doubt that they would all match. And, and, and none of them probably would be bad things. But we want to really unify around what the Lord is focusing on, who he has called us to be. You know, we talk a lot about that analogy of, of the field. Uh, you know, the, the scripture tells us that the fields are white to harvest, but the workers are few. Well, we like to take that analogy and say, and there's also a portion of that field that Vineyard Church Peoria is uniquely qualified and positioned and equipped to to tend to 
In other words, if we don't step up and, and tend our part of the field, then there may be those that don't hear the good news, that Jesus is alive, that he still heals, that he still rescues, that he sets free, that he delivers, that you can have a good, prosperous, and meaningful life here and not just sort of hold on until we get to the other side. So there's work for us to do. There's a unique field of harvest for us to tend to. But we can't accomplish that without the Lord. So we're going to intentionally go through a process. And I haven't set a, 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 an exact time frame because we're going to sort of let the conversations that we have with the community guide that process. But my hope and my intention is, as we have those conversations over a number of weeks or even months, that we will co-discern together and arrive at a place that we have a really, really clear picture of where it is that the Lord is taking us. Sound good? Okay. I want to do a couple quick things. So as I mentioned uh, just a little bit earlier, if you want to grab a physical connect card or feel free, you know, it's like you've got, I know sometimes we're, we're sheep as so I don't want pastor to think, you know, that I'm, that I'm watching the game or playing Tetris or something. It's okay. You have permission to get your phones out, um, scan that QR code and pull up the connect card. Um, and the first thing that I want you to do, I'm just going to take you through a few things, but I would like everyone, if you're willing to, to participate and at least send in something. And we're going to talk through just a couple of quick things. And then, like I said, uh, then we'll sort of take these and compile them. Um, and as we go through this process, um, we may do this again. We may actually form a more formal survey at some point. Um, just because uh, here's the key. If we're serious about, about co-discerning and letting everyone have a voice, you know, we've got to have ways to, to facilitate that. And so this is a way for us to help gather information for you to share thoughts. And what, what I, I'm confident will happen as we go through this process is as we compile words and phrases and things that people send in, um, we'll begin to see themes. We'll begin to see, okay, you know, this, this is coming up a lot. And, and that's just a clue to lean in. Okay, maybe that really is something that, that the Lord is saying. Because again, we believe and value that he speaks to all of us. And that'll be part of that, that co-discernment. So the first thing, that I, just as I mentioned earlier, um, just thinking over the last year, what's something that you would celebrate? about being part of this community, something that you've seen happen in this community. Just as you think about doing life the last 12 months with your brothers and sisters here at Vineyard Church, Peoria, what's something you could celebrate? Or what was a win? I mean, you, you can kind of tweak the context to fit, but just whatever comes to mind, I'd just love for you guys to, to share that. <coughs> I'm so used to coughing this way, and that's the side the mic's on. Oh, so if you click on I'm new and go to the connect card, then just put it in the in the notes there. And we thought that that infrastructure was already built, so we just thought that's the easiest way to facilitate that. 
Um, and then if you do want to do a paper one, that's fine, and we'll have you just drop them in the box um, when we're done today, and then we'll we'll compile all those together. Anything that comes to mind from the last year um, that you would celebrate or was a win? And then I'm I'm going to kind of try to to pace myself here because sometimes you need you need a little bit of time to think about it. If you're while while you all are doing that too, if you're joining us online, uh, I would love for you to do the same thing. If you just go um, to vineyardpeoria.org and click I'm new, it'll take you to that connect card screen, and you can just enter. Uh, information there along with us because we would love to include you um, in the conversation. And anybody that may watch this um, after the fact, uh, feel free. We would love to receive those responses as well. The next thing, uh, if you're finished with that, and if you're not, it's okay. Take your time. But I also wondered, um, from your perspective, what do you think are, are at least one of the strengths of our church body. What do you think are one of the strengths of our church body? You know, this comes from a place of, I think our natural tendency is to look at our our places of greatest weakness and try to turn that around. And I'm not saying that we should never be aware of that or do that, but the things that are your strength are really, let me back up and phrase it this way. We'll find more effectiveness if we pour gas on the fire that's already burning. In other words, rather than focusing on your weakness, where are, where, or as a body for us, where are our strengths? And how do we press into that more? How do we capitalize on our strengths and, and pour more gas on that fire? So I'm just curious, from your perspective, what you think the strengths of our church body are. I know I've, I've, I've shared this before, but one of the things that comes to mind for me is that idea of, of community, that we actually you know, have a relationship with, with each other that extends beyond just that we sit in the same room once a week on Sunday morning. Because you know, that, that, that's not community. That's, that's just an event. And it's really easy for churches, us included, we're not immune... To you know, to become overly focused on gathering together on Sunday and then and then we're done until <laughs> the next Sunday. So I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, this I only have a couple more. I didn't want to spend too long on this, but I just wanted to kind of give a starting place for the conversation. Um, I'm going to take this next one a little bit different direction, um, but I did this. Um, at our church in North Carolina once and found it really interesting. And you may need a minute to think about it. But as you think about this coming year, what's one or two things that, that rise to the top of your mind when you think about what kind of things you might uh, want to hear taught on or preached about? Um, always surprises me when, when I do these kinds of things. And, and, Listen, this is not just, obviously we won't necessarily do everything. You know, if we get 40 different answers, there's only 52 Sundays. Um, but we'll, we'll actually take this under a real consideration. You know, it's like if there's a, a consistent theme, well, then we'll, we'll, we'll include that in, in our planning. Uh, but I thought it's helpful every once in a while to, to give you the opportunity to, to, now you guys know, 
you can always come up and share suggestions, and we will we'll consider that seriously, value your opinions and suggestions. But I just thought it would be good, especially as we're planning out the coming year. Um, I know one series, just to give you a, a, a teaser, that I'm particularly excited about, although we may uh, move around the exact dates, uh, but we're planning a series... I don't have a nice flashy title yet, but the basic idea is, uh, to use the technical term, biblical meta narrative. In other words, how do we look at like what's what's the whole overarching story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Now, obviously, you know, it would take probably the balance of the whole year to actually, you know, we we can't teach through the whole Bible, but but how do we kind of zoom out and look at you know? Because I'll give you a hint. There's actually one overarching story. Like, it's drastically different. You, know, you look at Old Testament, New Testament, poetry, the prophets, the epi- There's, I mean, there's, because, you know, it's a collection of 66 individual books. But there is one overarching story. So that's something that we've been thinking about and planning about. But would love to hear from you what you uh, are thinking about, planning about. The last thing that I would ask you to think about and share with us, um, I want to make sure and, and, and try to word this correctly. If you were to sort of switch places, if you were sitting up here in the chair, what one word do you feel like you would give to the church body to encourage them for this year? So whatever word might pop into your mind, uh, don't it, it just, you don't have to be super spiritual about it. It can be anything. But if you were addressing the church body, what's one word that you think? It doesn't literally have to be one word. It can be a phrase or or a scripture or a sentence. But what would you, what do you feel you would say to our church body to to encourage them? to encourage yourselves <laughs> for the task for the coming year. I'll give you just a minute to do that, and then we'll, we'll, I'll share some, some closing thoughts as we wrap up and transition. I'm kind of, as, 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 as heads are down, I'm, I'm saying, giving people some time, no rush. Um, and just final instructions. So if you've done that online, and feel free if you want to just add anything else. You know, it's like when you do these surveys, there's always a thing at the bottom. You know, do you have any other comments or suggestions or questions? Um, and questions are great. Do you have a question about the church? We'll, I, we'll make sure and respond to those individually if you do. Feel free to include. Once, you've, once you're satisfied and you've got all of that in, just make sure and hit submit um, on the online connect card. If you did a paper card, uh, make sure and, and put it in the offering box back there by the door as you go out. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll take these and and begin compiling them and and use this as a starting place for conversations uh, in the coming days and weeks. And I, I'm I'm excited. Here, here's the thing too, just to give you a little insight as to how I. Uh, try to operate as a leader. You know, I 
And I tend to be a person who is a little more future-oriented than the average person. So when you start talking about vision and seeing further down the road, that, that stuff comes a little bit naturally to me. Sometimes, uh, in bad moments, a- almost to my detriment. You know, like... It's <laughs> okay no but here this is the 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 good part of that she's the opposite so we help we help there's that tension there that helps balance each other out because i can be all like you know here's the big picture and here's where we're going and you know here's some of the things we need to do and she's like okay but what do we need to do right now like what what's what's the first task how do we get that finished you know, and, and you need both. You need both. Uh, so let me just let me just wrap up by again just reminding you those three words. We want to have courage. We want to operate in community. And we want to deepen our trust in the one who is leading us. And I believe, I'm confident that if we do that. We already do that at some level, but if we if we press into those, we're going to be probably pleasantly surprised where the Lord takes us and what things look like uh, as we go through the course of this year. So let me say uh, a prayer of blessing over you, and uh, then we're going to turn things over to the worship team. Um, and I see Tina's went out to check on the food, so we're excited about that too. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for every person who's part of this community, this body. Father, I thank you for every unique gift and talent and skill that's represented in this body. I thank you for those gifts and talents and skills being submitted to you, Father. That as we come together in community, Father, that so many of us are willing to take those things and use them for your glory, for your kingdom, for your sake, and for the sake of the people in this community of the greater Peoria region who have maybe not yet experienced your love and your kindness, your saving grace and your healing. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the beauty of this community. I thank you for the legacy of this community. I thank you for the strong foundation that has been laid. And, Father, we just ask for your continued courage and grace and wisdom to build upon that strong foundation that you have laid. And not to build beyond where you're taking us, Father, but to trust you in the process of where you're taking us. We, we just say today, Father, we want to do what you're doing. We want to say what you're saying. Because we know that that is the key and the path to the healthy and prosperous life that you have. So we ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would bless each one with favor, health, and all the things that they need in this year. We love you. We give you the praise and thanks even in advance of your answers, Father, because you're worthy just for who you are. But we know in your great kindness and your love that you also desire 
to continue to answer and to move and to be about your business of setting things right in this world and preparing us for the world to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.